People say that losing a twin is like losing half of yourself, half of your soul. They're wrong. You lose yourself. Everything that makes you, you. You lose everything you've ever known to be right and true. But Jenna's death is not the whole story. It's the bit that strangers know about. Because it was in the papers. Mum and Dad insisted on going public so that people could learn from our tragedy and other parents could watch out for the warning signs before it was too late. I was against the idea from the start. Jenna was mine. I couldn't bear to think about sharing her with the world like that. My parents listened to my arguments patiently and sometimes tearfully, but they did it anyway. Mum said she was sorry. But it was the right thing to do. She was sure of it. It might have been the right thing to do for them. And for all those parents out there, a cautionary tale they could read about with their morning coffee, dusting crumbs of toast off the paper before turning the page. But what about me? I couldn't turn the page. Ever. And what about Jenna? My sister would hate the fact that you could Google her name and read all about the lurid details. She would hate the school photo that ran in all the papers. The one they used to illustrate how lovely and normal and healthy she looked before. She's smiling in that picture, even though she hated having her photo taken. When we brought our photos home from school that day, Mum told me off for not smiling in mine. She thought Jenna's photo was just lovely, though. She couldn't even see that Jenna's smile was fake. I could see, of course, because our fake smiles were identical. They found the after photo on her phone. She'd sent it to one of her Anna buddies a couple of months before she died. And this so-called friend had congratulated her on how amazing she looked sending a photo of herself so they could compare and contrast. The measurements were unfathomably tiny. There's no way to look at that photo and not be appalled. And the thought that millions of people could do just that by reading the newspaper or looking online was poisonous to me. They would never know her like I did. They would never know the girl who thought the fact that she was 23 minutes older than me made her infinitely wiser. The girl who had tried and failed to save a baby sparrow that had fallen out of its nest. The girl who had cried at the solemn sparrow funeral we held, sacrificing her best shoebox as a coffin. The girl who, in her I-want-to-be-an-archaeologist phase a year later, dug up the shoebox to examine the bird's remains. Jenna was a person. A wonderfully messy human being with faults and hopes and fears. But she'd been reduced to a morality tale. The only blessing was that my parents managed to keep me out of it. They did four interviews and in all, with journalists coming to our house and sitting on our sagging sofa beady eyes no doubt darting around the room to take in the family photos on the mantelpiece, stains on the carpet, the ancient TV. My parents told them that Jenna had a twin sister, but that was it. 
when the journalists inevitably asked to talk to me, my parents refused. I was off-limits, even though my dead sister was fair game. The newspaper stories mentioned that my sister's anorexia had seemingly started with a harmless New Year's resolution to eat better and exercise more. They didn't know it had been my idea, and that I'd pressured Jenna into doing it with me. I knew if I did it by myself, I would give up after a few days. I told her it would be fun, something we could do together. She wasn't overweight, not even close. Neither was I for that matter, but I was a little heavier than her and I couldn't accept that. We were identical twins and identical twins are supposed to look the same. Mum knows it was my fault. 